Hello everyone, welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast, and another edition as we lead up to our grand 50th and 52nd episodes, you know, 52, that's that's a year, so it's been more than a year since we've had these interim episodes. But in any case, welcome back to another episode of our interim series, everyone's favorite cult film appreciation analysis segment, My Grody Valentine, where a special guest tells us all about a movie that's a little bit off the beaten path, something a little bit more intense or sexy or violent or grody, but one that means something to them. And Boy, do we have a doozy for you today. We have friend of the show, Alex Thompson. You can find him at Benefits of a Classical Education, at his WordPress, where he writes film reviews, and you can follow him on Letterboxd. He's, he sells you all, you all that stuff inside the thing, so follow him on that business. It's, it's pretty neat. I'll say it again at the end of the episode. I'm Gabriel, by the way. Hi, Gabriel Mar, co-host of the show. What's up? So, Alex brings us a real, real doozy of an episode here today. The film is 2008's French extreme violence film, Martyrs. So, warning, everybody. Maybe I'm too damn good of an editor, but there's a lot of really extreme violence in this episode. And I cut the audio in, because that's what I do. Because why not have a fully immersive experience? So, if you're really not into the sound of people getting shot graphically and self-mutilation and monsters and torture and really really intense horror uh like listen to this with only one earbud in because you're gonna hear a lot of stuff it's 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 a lot in any case enjoy the episode i'll be right here waiting for you at the other end of the line here is alex thompson Uh, really, anything can draw me to a movie. I am certainly interested in movies that explore something that I don't really think about often on my own, or I really like seeing movies that express different experiences from what I experience. Those are things that I love, but uh, I also just really love movies that make me feel something, so horror is a big genre for me, as is melodrama. I think they kind of go together in my book. And anything that makes you feel something that you don't feel in your everyday life um, is a movie that I look for. Uh, so Martyrs is a movie from 2008 or 2009, depending on where you look, French film. And it's a movie about two women who go on a revenge killing thing and then other stuff happens. <laughs> It's a, uh, some classify it as a torture porn movie. Um, I don't, I understand that because there's some torture that goes on, but I think it's more than that. I'm Alex Thompson. My letterbox is junior1919, so you can find me there. I write uh, movie reviews at benefits of a classical education.wordpress.com. 
And that is a diehard quote, obviously, if you didn't get that. So I'm, I'm actually not 100% certain how I heard about it. Um, I, I know that I watched it in 2011, which is, I guess, three or two years, depending on uh, when you count the release uh, here in France. And so it's, it had been a while, like the internet, I had seen a few things on the internet, but I'm also part, uh, a long time member of the Film Spotting Forum. What kind of a show are you guys putting on here today? The forum that's for the podcast Film Spotting. And they have, or the uh, people there run a Shocktober marathon. So it's just, you know, everyone watches a bunch of horror movies and then writes about them in the month of October. This was actually for the first Shocktober marathon. So I'm pretty sure I didn't see it in other people's reviews. I think I just came across it on the internet reading about horror stuff. I had um, kind of grown into really loving horror by that point, and so I was reading about kind of the, the best stuff out there, and this was one of them, so I watched it then. So a young girl named Lucy um, escapes from some kind of terrible thing. We only see that she's bruised up and uh, cut up and kind of running uh, towards the camera and in a really kind of gripping shot right at the gate. Um, you you automatically feel like, oh boy, I'm in for something here when you see that. And um, it, it happens, uh, we, we then see this kind of weird documentary-ish footage of her playing with another young girl. Um, we don't really know why she's playing with this other girl, but they're, uh, they kind of grow up and you can tell that they're developing a bond together. And then the last we see of these two girls at this age is a uh, scary nighttime scene where uh, Lucy gets up um, in the middle of the night and sees something maybe, and then goes back to her bed. And there's this weird I'm just going to call it a pain monster that pops up on her bed and kind of... Uh, she screams and that brings us into the what is the modern-ish day, uh, which is I think actually like the 90s maybe. Um, doesn't really matter, I guess. And um, at that point we see a family sitting around the table or doing stuff and then sitting around the table having kind of a normal family conversation uh, when they hear a doorbell ring and it's a woman standing with a shotgun and she just shoots the father who answers the door and then she just kind of goes through and shoots the uh, son a daughter and mother the mother uh, with a shotgun and kills all of them. And you're just wondering why she's doing this. There's a great moment where she asks uh, the young son kind of who he is and if he knows what's going on and he says no and she shoots him anyways. And it's this weird thing of, okay, so what is this woman doing and why is she doing it? You soon realize that she was the woman who was tortured at the beginning or was running away at the beginning of the movie. And you kind of piece together that she was tortured by, she thinks, the mother and father of this family. And she has come to uh, enact a revenge killing. Her friend, Anna, or Anna, is kind of outside the house waiting for her. And uh, Lucy calls Anna and says, 
I've done it. I've killed all of them. Anna comes to the house, kind of starts to clean everything up as Lucy starts to deal with the fact that she's just killed these people that tortured her for many years of her life, or so she thinks. At this point, the audience, or at least I, really didn't know if this was really a bad family. We, you know, we only see them be good people, um, you know, be kind of normal family people, having normal family conversations. But then eventually we see we kind of figure out oh no maybe there is something here maybe maybe this is the family maybe it isn't as the cleanup starts happening this pain monster that we saw earlier in the film comes back and starts attacking lucy and eventually kills lucy um although maybe also lucy kills herself and so you, you begin to realize, okay, so maybe this, this pain monster is kind of a manifestation of her, of her former pain, the pain that she went through, the stuff that she's experienced, and it drove her to kill herself. And then you're just left wondering, okay, is this the actual family, or is it not? And only Anna is left there. That's all like the first, I'm going to say, half hour or so. And I really expected that to be the majority of the movie. But it is not. Uh, what we find out is that there's this kind of underground lair where there are these weird pictures of people kind of looking up uh, towards heaven, I guess, um, but all in these kind of grotesque situations. And then it, it seems like this was a torture chamber underneath the house. And eventually Anna goes through and realizes that, oh no, this was this family was involved in this torture thing and then she gets captured by the people who run this torture facility after that uh she gets tortured herself because the people who run the torture facility are some kind of religious sect who are trying to figure out what people see when they reach a state of grace that goes beyond pain and they find that only or mostly young women can achieve this which is kind of weird and then finally, she goes through all this torture, and uh, she gets skinned alive, everything except for her face. And at that point, she goes into this state of grace as well. Uh, she comes out of it about two hours later, and then tells the woman who runs this kind of religious sect what she saw. The woman calls a meeting to tell everyone else what she saw, but eventually... Decides not to do that and instead kills herself. The end. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's so, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. That's that's part of the reason why I really like it. It's so surprising in how and where it goes and and how it gets there. You know, a, a conventional movie might have had just a young woman get kidnapped and gone through this torture thing, or it could have just been the revenge plot that is kind of the first third or so of the movie, but it uses this revenge plot to kick into this other weirder metaphysical existential thing that I really like. Yeah, so 2011 was a weird year for me. Um, I graduated from UConn with an undergrad, with a Bachelor of Arts in English in 2010, which as you might remember is the year when 
the whole banking financial crisis was really kind of at its low point, I think. I was uh, sitting most of the day on my mom's couch and looking for jobs, kind of. Um, so at that point, I was just really down in the dumps, uh, obviously, as one might be if you have spent your entire life trying to get to the point where you can get a job and then there are no jobs to get and you don't really have any uh, super marketable skills. So I was I was in a low point and uh, so was my best friend who I had roomed with uh, in college for three years and actually went to the same high school with. I actually took him into, or my mom, I guess, took him into our house for a month or so and uh, kind of had him stay there for a while. So it was just, it was a, he was going through a really, really rough time and I was going through a less rough, but still rough time. And so I think, I think I was also exploring as many movies as I could get my hands on at that point, because it was something that I could do. Um, It was something that I was interested in, but it was also something that I could kind of tune out from the real world for a little while so that was that was my that was my mindset when I was watching this Martyrs for me is a movie about seeing what people can take and seeing what happens when people go up against extremes you know we see Lucy okay so she she's gone through this terrible thing there's clearly trauma happening here she's clearly not you know, your average young young woman. So what does that do to a person? And there's one of the few really talkative scenes in the movie is between Anna after she gets captured by the torturers and she's talking to the kind of head woman torturer and the head woman says, we know that when people uh, are deprived of human contact, for the most part, are tortured, Um, We know that they start to see and experience things that their brain kind of conjures because it breaks. And so I guess that's what the pain monster is. And and it was it was a really interesting way of seeing kind of PTSD, a severe case of PTSD, obviously depression, anxiety, even uh, kind of depicted on screen because I don't experience those things much but I have many, many friends who do. I really want to understand kind of what they're going through, even in an allegorical kind of sense. So Martyrs is my Grody Valentine because it's so extreme um, that it's kind of, it's for me, it's, uh, it's kind of the test of, can you handle this movie? <laughs> can, you, can you get through this movie? And I have some friends who I just won't, I will not recommend this to. In fact, I'd, I'm not sure I've recommended it to anyone in real life. Um, I talked about it with that friend that I was talking about earlier. I'm pretty sure he didn't watch it. And one of the, one of the ways this is My Grody Valentine is because it's so, it's kind of the, the horrorist horror movie that I can think of. It does have that kind of supernatural thing with the pain monster, but it also has the human evil with the torturers, and it has this kind of allegorical thing going on. And it, so it's, it combines all the stuff that I really love about horror movies, as well as being really, really intense and scary. There's, there's really nothing, there are only a few movies that I would put on this level or even above this level. I don't know if I would put anything above this level of horror. So that's one reason. And then the other is just because it's part of this category of movies that really looks at mental illness, religion, 
existentialism. You know, I'm a huge Ingmar Bergman fan, and I think this kind of goes along with Ingmar Bergman stuff, obviously to a much more extreme measure. But there's a lot of stuff in The Seventh Seal that is also in Martyrs in some ways. That's that's what Martyrs means to me. It's this idea of, okay, so what does what happens when people experience this kind of PTSD, anxiety, depression thing? And what happens when that's pushed so far that it becomes this kind of transcendent type of thing? Is that silly? Is that possible? I don't really know. Uh, I still don't know. I was watching it again the other day, and I and I thought a lot about, does the ending of this make a lot of sense to me? When I first saw it, I thought it was kind of a critique of church doctrinal stuff about kind of there being an afterlife and a, a higher state of being. And I thought that was all like, oh, well, if this is the lengths you have to go to to get that, that's pretty silly. But this time around, I saw it more as this idea of how far can we go and what happens when we go that far. Some people just die because they can't take it or they kill themselves. And then some people can use that to go to a different level. Here I am, everyone. I'm back. Wasn't that a great episode? Good, good storytelling there, Alex. Even though, oh man, sitting through this movie was a was a was a real, real trial. Don't plan on doing that again for a while, man. So sorry if that upset anybody. Just send me some inflammatory emails. But yeah, hot button stuff. So once again, you can find Alex on his letterbox at junior1919 and check out benefits of a classical education.wordpress.com for his excellent film reviews and all the crazy stuff that he does. Thank you again to Alex Thompson, our special guest. Um, Ryan and I will probably be back next week. We are lining up for our special 50th episode celebration where Tyler Martis will be revealing the winners of his Warriors poster. So everyone, once again, while you still have time, go to the Instagram and like the post, comment, come out to play, check out the poster, it's amazing, you can win this poster, you can win it, it can be yours. You can also email me at sexandviolencepod at gmail.com, um, and that's about it, follow me on Instagram at babymara5as, and also please listen to Slow Readers, a fast-paced literature podcast, where I host with Daniel Reichel about books and etc., um, Ryan says hi again. All right. Um, see you guys next week. Bye. Sex. I love sex. I love all them sex. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. For more podcasts and content, go to topcountradio.com 